What do you do when you've done all you know to do? You've prayed, you've fasted, and yet God doesn't seem to respond, Percy. Well, you know, Wayne, it's easy to feel like our faith isn't working or God isn't working, but feelings cannot measure faith or God. Our faith is always working, especially when it doesn't look like it. And that's why we're always reminded that we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't need to be tricked or fooled by our eyesight as we continue to hold on to the faith of God that lives within us. Let's talk about it on this episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration as we dig into the subject of when it seems like faith isn't working and we explore real Bible-based explanations that will strengthen and encourage your faith. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for joining us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. When it seems like your faith isn't working, have you been there, Percy? I absolutely have. Yeah. And so let me go ahead and put my hand up high and tall, hmm. uh, because often as human beings, we struggle with if our faith is working because we're trying to see something, and faith is not predicated on sight. It's predicated on what uh, our beliefs are and trusting in He who has promised, and He is faithful to us. Well, I'm looking forward to more of your thoughts on this topic here today, but we have a question for you as well, our question of the week. How did your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? If you're one of those people listening who has been uh, diagnosed with cancer, maybe you've gone through treatment, maybe you're a survivor, we'd like to know how did your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, please feel free, to, feel free to share those thoughts with us because ultimately at the end of the day, we're encouraging others as they continue to try to walk and live by faith as well. So how did your faith make a difference to you? you in your cancer journey. Feel free to leave your comments uh, on healthhopeandinspiration.com. And at some point in one of the other podcasts, we'll share some of those responses. Yeah, it's a way that we can help each other, isn't it? I mean, why waste the lesson you've learned? Not that it's wasted, but why not share it with other people so they benefit from what, you're, what you've learned as well? And fundamentally, that's the point of the exercise of going through a process. How can we pass that forward to others and hopefully uh, bring them into a place of enlightenment and encouragement as they continue to walk through their battle. So you're correct. You're correct. We want to encourage and help others at the end of the day. Percy mentioned the website. It's health, hope, and inspiration, all four words, dot com, health, hope, and inspiration, dot com. And you can answer the question and you can download 10 tips to strengthen your faith. That would be a great follow-up to our conversation here today. 10 tips to strengthen your faith, a free resource available at health, hope, and inspiration, dot com. Why do I feel like you're turning to Hebrews 11 for your scripture verse Well, we know that Hebrews 11 is the granddaddy faith scripture of the Word of God. And so as we go there, Hebrews 11 and 1, to set the foundation for this discussion, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And this scripture gives us kind of two components that make this scripture uh, 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 applicable. Uh, Faith is having a confidence in things that we are hoping for. I often tell people all the time, we really don't have a faith problem. 
we actually have a hope problem. Yes, right. And that at the end of the day, because we operate faith in everything that we do, uh, and because uh, faith is the ability to believe. We believe in something. We choose to believe in people, places, things. We choose to believe in the weatherman. We choose to believe in our bank account. We believe in something. Faith is the ability to believe. The problem is, is that what are we attaching our faith to? What hope are we attaching to that? And that's what this scripture is saying, that now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So having said that, you know, as we move forward here, cancer cannot overcome our faith. It does not have that type of power. And I know that that may feel and sound foreign to some people, but there is really nothing that we see with our eyes that can prove if faith is not effectively working in our hearts. And that's the challenge because we've been conditioned, Wayne, to operate by what we see. But have we ever thought about the fact that there have been times that we have been fooled by what we see there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, optical illusions. You know, I remember uh, when I was pastoring and we would have uh, communion service and we would sit out a bounty on the table to kind of decorate the table where we serve communion, and we would have this artificial fruit on the table. (laughs) And I remember one of the members one time asked grapes and so on and so forth, and they asked after the service, they said, Pastor, you know, I'm so hungry. Can I have one of those grapes off of the table? And I said, sure, go get you one. And when they touched it, they said, this is not real. No. <laughs> but they, but here's the message. They said, it looked so real oh, to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And there are things that can look and appear to be real that is trying to establish to us what is and isn't because we can be fooled by what we see. And that's why uh, the scripture tells us again that now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So by definition, if you see something, uh, then it is really no longer a thing of faith. We're not really operating in faith at that point. Saying that it seems like our faith is not working is actually a trick of the enemy uh, that has hurt and deceived many. And we can be fooled by what we see at the end of the day and by our circumstances that's trying to dictate to our five senses. Faith really isn't measured by what we see. It is trust in our God. And our trust in God is what gets us through another day. It gets us through the dark times, the hard times, and the impossible times. That trust gets us, that trust gets us through this life and brings us into the realm of God's eternal principles and God's eternal presence. And that is really what we're resting on there. You know, I can't tell you how many times, and it happened again just recently, you know, my my faith wavers from time to time when you stop and think about, is this really true? Mm. Is what we believe really, really true? Mm. And I keep coming back to Hebrews 11. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for, assurance of what we do not see. That 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 answers the question for me every time. Absolutely. Think about all of the great inventions of our day, the great innovators of our day. They all operated with an element of faith uh, to create a concept that hadn't existed before and, and push through failure, push through experiments, things that they tried that didn't work the first 16, 17, 18, 20 times. But they had a belief. They had a vision. They had a thought for something that they continue to push through when we associate that back to our spiritual core and foundation the same can be said with regard to operating with the faith of God 
and our faith toward God at the end of the day. More about faith in just a moment. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. In other words, treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's also where you can download our free resource, 10 Tips to Strengthen Your Faith. Why don't you download this and then maybe read one of those each day? Uh, to kind of strengthen your own faith. That's a great idea, Wayne. Uh, use it as a devotional of sorts, if yes, you will. Yes. And again, take it in bite-sized pieces and digest it, marinate on it, meditate on it, and allow it to really get down and germinate in your heart that becomes a principle that you operate from and that you continue to get strengthened by. So our discussion today, when it seems like faith isn't working, and we started in Hebrews 11, where can we go next in Scripture? Well, we're going to transition now to another Scripture to kind of help unpack this a little bit more. First John, the fifth chapter and the fourth verse, and we've used this Scripture before, and it says that for everyone born of God overcomes the world. And when we talk about the world, we're talking about the systems of the world, the mm-hmm. concepts of the world, the limitations of the world, because we are in the world, the Bible says, but we're not of the world. So Everyone that is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And so it's helping us to kind of get and establish another layer that uh, faith, quite frankly, is the victory that overcomes the world. Uh, That is a fact, a promise that, you know, uh, you can bet your eternity on. Because, again, we can't see eternity. We can't touch it. But we have faith and belief that there is an eternal a dynamic to life and the and the world beyond that we see right now. Uh, you can bet your eternity on it. Uh, but the scripture did not say, as we translate this, particularly to the cancer conversation and to anyone listening and obviously people desiring and looking for health and healing and wellness, the scripture did not say that your faith will guarantee mm. complete or partial physical healing in this world. And I really wish that yeah, it did. We all wish that. Absolutely. And if I could say that with an absolute confidence, I would at the end of the day. I find it interesting that recently I saw online a very famous faith healer, I won't call his name, uh, basically made some confessions of 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 uh, saying that, that he had been wrong in some of his previous teachings and how he approached uh-huh. faith healing and that he had uh, a change of heart and that he was redirecting some of his focus and his theology around the absolute sense of divine healing in I that context. That too, yes. Yeah, very interesting. And I mean, when I see that, 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 that gives me hope because we have to be balanced, Wayne, and we have to be uh, uh, understand and, and rightly divide the word of God so that we don't find ourselves in a place where we try to make the scriptures Uh, say something and do something that it doesn't say. So we know there are scriptural connections between faith and prayer and physical healing. Uh, But if we try to make the scriptures guarantee something that uh, they do not, 
it will only ultimately hurt us in the long run and damage people's confidence in their faith in God. And I've seen that happen with yeah. people. Then they wondered and they questioned, was God even real? And should I even do this at the end of the day? And we don't want to do damage to anyone's spiritual walk in that context, for sure. Our role is to pray for healing. It's up to God whether he heals or not. That is correct. So we, you know, we we obviously approach God who is all-knowing, all-caring, all-powerful, and, and we make our supplications known, as the Word of God said. You know, with prayers and supplications, make your requests known unto God. We do that. And, and we trust and believe that God hears us when we praise. But then this is where it gets a little tricky <laughs> because then we, we try to, uh, ma- in some cases, manipulate God or direct God on how to facilitate the response or the answer to that prayer. And that's where we've got to continue to rely upon and trust that God knows best, that God is is operating uh, best in our lives, and, and then stay in that place of there's a plan and a purpose that God has for us, and we don't necessarily get to dictate right. the outcome of that. Right. We subject ourselves to his will. That is correct. Yes, so yeah. again, we read a scripture in one of our previous shows, humbly yourself under the mighty hand of God, because at the end of the day, we don't get to dictate to God. I had a great friend of mine years ago who used to say, God is not a cosmic bellhop. You know, he's not there to turn down our pillows and put chocolate on our bed and make everything fluffy and nice for us like at a fancy hotel. This is God's world, his universe, and he has outlined some things. And and so we must be subjective to his will and his purpose and his plans for our lives. And sometimes we don't understand that. And sometimes we don't even like that. And in many cases, it may not even make sense to us. But ultimately, our faith is that God uh, has our best interests at heart and he will allow us and, and, and assist us to work through whatever pathway and avenue that is set before us to walk. So it's important to understand that. We have to guard against using Scripture to, to defend something that we can't really defend. Well, yeah, because what we have done, and again, there are people who are very well-intended, you know, that, you know, then create a scriptural interpretation and viewpoint to uh, uphold a belief that they want to be true and that they want to be absolute. One of the things that I've learned and I've had to refocus and re, uh, uh, re- recalibrate myself around theologically at the end of the day is uh, I— I do not get to outthink God. I don't have the capacity to do that. The Bible says our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. So when we when we really internalize that, there may be some things that God is allowing to happen in our midst uh, that we're trying to make the scripture say or do or be something that may not fit that particular unique scenario based upon the unique will and purpose of God in our lives. And we can't manipulate and twist the scriptures to make that do that and then say, well, this is what's going to happen now. We, we still have to say at the end of the day, Lord, your will be done yes. and not mine. So let's just be direct about this. Just because you've not experienced physical healing does not mean your faith isn't working. That is correct. Because the we're, we're trying to tie an outcome to prove a principle that at the end of the day is a false premise. Uh, our faith is working because we trust and believe in God, not because we have this expected desired outcome that in some cases may not be the will or the purpose of God for us in that particular scenario. 
And I know it is very difficult to embrace. But quite frankly, again, I have been with many great believers who have prayed for healing and divine health. And I believe they truly believed and trust that God was going to heal them. But that did not happen in this dispensation on this side of heaven. Now, were they healed? There are different types of healing, yes. quite frankly. Yes. Relational healing, emotional healing, a mental healing that quite frankly, was far greater than a physical healing uh, that we overlook because we score the situation incorrectly. It's an all or nothing proposition. And ultimately, we have to remember that, you know, we're healed either on this side of heaven or in eternity that we still are receiving the promise of God. You know, once in a while, you still bump into people who say, well, if your faith was just stronger, you wouldn't be going through this cancer right now. That is true. And I've heard that. I've heard preachers preach it. I've heard Uh, ministers say it at funerals. Uh, I can recall uh, an experience I had many years ago of of one who uh, many, many, many years ago, I've always worn glasses and 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 the minister said, would you like to have better eyesight? And and he said, let me take your glasses off. I'm going to pray for your vision. And he did. And he said, you know, you don't need your glasses anymore. And, you know, as it turned out, I still wear my glasses. And so, you know, whatever did or did not happen, whether it's because of my lack of faith or what have you, the the reality was I still wear glasses. Mm -hmm. It was ironic that that same minister I heard many years later had actually died from cancer. And not that I I, I gloated no, in no. that reality or that truth, but the fact of the matter is we don't get to dictate ultimately our outcome based upon uh, our premise of how faithful we are, how much faith we believe that is working in us. So we need to be very careful and not put that on people and judge them and put a criteria of a grading that, you know, if you had only really trusted and believed God, you would have had a different outcome. It's very dangerous, and Mm -hmm. I don't think it's scriptural to do. Yeah. Let me hit the pause button on this conversation about faith and when it seems like faith isn't working to mention the role that churches can play in cancer care, because you feel very strongly that churches do have a role to play here. You've set up a network of ministry leaders to be involved in this. Absolutely. At the end of the day, Matthew 25 says that we have a social responsibility, not just a spiritual responsibility, that we're supposed to clothe the naked, visit those that are in prison, and take care of those that are sick. And when we do that, and feed the hungry, and when we do that, Jesus said, we have done this as unto the least. When we do this unto the least of these, we have done this as unto him. We have a mandate uh, as a believer and a body of believers that we are to be prepared to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically attend to the needs of those who sit before us. And cancer is our social malady of the day. And many people are sitting inside of local congregations dealing with the effects of cancer. The question is, as a body of believers and as an organized group, are we really equipped to respond to those needs? Well, the Cancer Care Leadership Network was designed to provide a a resource Mm -hmm. and a relationship for churches and pastors to begin to start empowering themselves around that discussion. We often quote the statistic that from the American Cancer Society that nearly one out of three people in the United States will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. So that means in any church of any size, there's a sizable number of people who are going to be touched by cancer. We need to care for them. Yeah, so in short, a third of the population potentially is going to be impacted directly, not to mention indirectly, with the effects of cancer. The question is, what 
what are we going to do about it when it comes to our front door? Well, check out the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network if you're a pastor or Christian leader in your church. Again, you can uh, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Hey, can I share a tweet with you that I read just uh, earlier today that I thought fit right into this conversation? It comes from my friend, Pastor Paul Shepard. He says, you are not what you're going through. Your adversity is not your identity. Mm. Isn't that good? Mm, that is powerful. Your adversity is not your identity. And when and because we tend to associate whatever we're going through, then we then we identify that, we take ownership of it, and we make that who we are. And the fact of the matter is that absolutely isn't true. We are pilgrims uh, sojourning through a strange land, as the old folks used to say and <laughs> saying. So this is not our home. We're just passing through. And, and bad things don't last always, and we certainly are not what we are going through. And we certainly should not identify as being that because we're experiencing negative circumstances. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We are a child of the Most High God, and we are seated in heavenly places in and by with Christ Jesus. Well, I thought there was a direct correlation there between that tweet and the conversation we're having about faith today. Well, of course, absolutely, because again, uh, it's one of the ways that we can get mentally lost uh, in the whole uh, and get absorbed in the process of, say, a cancer journey, as an example, that uh, whatever our journey is and whatever the process of that may be does not identify who and what we are. It's one of the reasons why I believe many believers and specifically pastors tend not to go public when they are, are, are faced with cancer because in some way I think they feel that it diminishes who they are as a man or woman of oh, faith. Oh, I see, yeah. And so there's an identifying, there's almost an identity crisis there. My identity is I am, I am buried and resurrected with Christ Jesus. That's it. That's yeah. the end of the story. Anything else someone wants to add to that? As one man used to say, he said, listen, you can't put that on me. I'm a dead man. <laughs> he said, That's, I won't let you put that on me. I, I, I identify with the risen Savior in my life. Let's talk about where faith comes from. Well, when we talk about that, Romans 12, 3, to try to kind of wrap this uh, bow on this package is, says to this, says us, says to us this. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone, not just some folks, among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed uh, a measure or the King James Version, the measure of faith to each one of us. This is a profound scripture, Wayne, that we need to teach more of. Number one, we cannot muster up our own faith. Faith does not come from us, number one. And so it helps us as Carmen. We had a a conversation recently with the uh, gospel uh, singer and evangelist where Carmen said he came to terms with the fact that if I don't have the power to kind of give myself cancer, I don't have the power to take it away either. Mm. But but it helps us to kind of put us in the right place and posture with God. At the end of the day, it's not our faith. God is not asking us to use our faith. And this scripture helps to reinforce force the fact that we shouldn't think we're thinking more highly of ourselves sure. than we are. Do you think it's appropriate to ask God for more faith? I, I think what is it is appropriate to ask God for is to strengthen and embolden the faith that you have given me. Okay. And so that's why I like the trans the trans the King James translation a little bit better of this because it says for God has given unto every man the measure of faith I not see. a measure of faith uh-huh. because the and a is a qualitative difference of 
uh, when we try to have more faith, I need more faith. I need my faith to be increased. The fact of the matter is God has given us the measure of faith that is necessary to do what is needed and necessary to accomplish what it can and will do in our lives. And it takes that burden off of us, Wayne, of trying to get more faith or muster up more faith or manufacture faith. At the end of the day, I remind myself all the time, whether I feel it or not, I have the faith of God, the measure of faith in God that was given to me by God. It's the reason why I say we don't have a faith problem. (laughs) We have a hope problem. Mm -hmm. If God has supplied the faith that we need, then we we simply utilize it, walk in it, and, and embrace it and own it so that we can begin to start living thereby. And so with that, God has distributed, uh, again, the measure of faith to you. It came from him, and it and it was for you. That faith is potent. It is more than enough to carry you through anything and everything this life brings against you. So we need to exercise our faith, strengthen it, feed it, stir it up. Uh, Paul said, I I, I want you to stir up your most holy faith. It's sort of like the idea of instant chocolate milk. All of the the good stuff sits at the bottom (laughs) of the cup. So we need a big, gigantic spoon to stir us up and get what's settled on the bottom and get that activated in us. So it's not that we need more of it. We need it to be stirred up inside of us. So uh, I stir up your most holy faith, he said to us. So exercise your faith, feed it, stir it up. Do everything you know to do within the context of exercise exercising that faith, and then ultimately remembering and being reminded of the fact faith comes from God. And uh, you possess it, but he provides it. It's bigger than you, and it's bigger than your cancer at the end of the day. And this was one of the freeing principles for me as I was developing and growing, growing as a spiritual being. God is not asking me to manufacture faith. He's not asking me to, to, to create faith. He's asking me to walk in the power yes, of the faith yes. that he has already imparted unto yes. every believer. Well, we want to help you do that. And one way we can help you is by giving you this free resource from our website, 10 Tips to Strengthen Your Faith. It's available now at Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists at 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, when we have faith and faith in God that he's always going to do the right thing in our life, then when we're faced with a crisis like a cancer diagnosis, I mean, that that can't shake us really, can it? It's the reason why um, the psalmist David would often say that he would have to uh, encourage himself in the Lord. As we know, David was a, a, a political leader as well as a spiritual leader, but he had a lot of administrative troubles and problems in leading a nation <laughs> and, and, and his country. And there were times that he, had, he faced tremendous pressures and adversity. 
And he often would talk about how he would lament before the Lord and and he would just cry out before God. And he said, I would have to encourage myself in the Lord. In other words, to remind myself that at the end of the day, God is working through me and he will enable me even when I'm not at my very best. So when it seems like faith isn't working, don't uh, don't back off. Ask for more faith. Ask God to help increase your faith. I would say ask God to em, em, embolden and empower and there strengthen our faith. There you go. Thank We've you. been given the measure of faith. So uh, I never pray for more faith. Okay. I simply ask God to engage, energize, and stir up. Good. You said that earlier, and I'm still learning that. that I like that. That the faith that has already been given uh, has been given unto every man the measure of faith, and it helps us to take our psychological mindset out of what do I do to get more of it? No, what do I do to engage? It. What do I do to empower it? What do I do to stir it up? And that's why uh, being surrounded with people of like faith, uh, your local church hearing messages, uh, worship services, uh, music, devotionals that keep your faith stirred and active and alive in us so that you can walk by your faith because we are challenged by what we see in front of us that can compromise the ability to believe that God is working for our good in the midst of every circumstance. Well, we have a free resource. It's called 10 Tips to Strengthen Your Faith, which can really help you along. If this conversation has been encouraging, why not follow it up with downloading this free resource at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. 10 Tips to Strengthen Your Faith. All right, let's come full circle back to Hebrews 11. So our granddaddy scripture that helps us to establish what faith is and how it functions. Now faith is, not faith will be, not faith was. Now faith is. What is it? It's confidence in what we hope for. We've established that God has given to every man the measure of faith, so we don't have a faith issue. As I said earlier, we really have a hope issue. And what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And we are reminded to continue to walk by faith and not by sight because the just will live by faith faith. Be encouraged today to stand and hold on to the precious promises of God. And ultimately, at the end of the day, he will prove himself mighty on your behalf. There's a couple of things I'd like our friends to do. First of all, answer this week's question. How did your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? You can answer that question at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But there's another thing. Percy, we've got so many people who are listening each week to this podcast and responding to this podcast. First of all, thank you for doing that. Thank you. Second of all, why not pass the word along to someone else that we exist? Well, the the the, the next thing to do, if it's that good, you know, as uh, when I grew up, man, if you had found you a good piece of chicken or had a great meal, <laughs> man, you want to share that recipe with someone. And people often ask, man, what was the recipe for that? Pass that along. Share the the message and the recipe of hope and health and healing and wellness uh, to family and friends and spread the good news uh, that at the end of the day, there's a program that's addressing some of the hard questions and encouraging God's people around uh, health, hope and inspiration to continue to fight the good fight. We've all got these social media networks now that we're using, right? Why not use it to to help uh, spread the word about health, hope, and inspiration? Take our podcast link and put it there on your Facebook page or your Twitter feed or your Instagram feed. Or your LinkedIn page. Let let others know that we exist. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, I think we're done for the day, but thank you, Percy, as always. God bless you. God bless you, my friend. And remember, we've got work to do, so keep chopping the wood. Don't quit. Don't give in. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.